0: How's it going? I'm Scott Kiwi. I'm Nigel Strickland. And this is the Entertainment Hub. We are back for season two. Nigel, it feels really good to be back. We were on break for a little while, and now we're back better than ever. And there's a lot to talk about.
1: Oh yeah, we've had a good break. A lot has happened, especially in the NFL. Going into playoffs. Right at this point, we're down to the end of playoffs. Almost the end of the season. And college football, that's come to a wrap. We're going to definitely talk yeah, about Yeah, we got
0: to hit, hit that for sure. That was an
1: amazing run in the playoffs. I still think college football should run an eight-game playoff bracket. There should not be just four teams. It's just simply not enough. I mean, it lets teams like Georgia just get absolutely screwed out of the playoffs same last thing, minute.
0: Same thing with Ohio State and, um, you know, Bama didn't make the—Bama, I don't even know how—Bama didn't even go that far this season. Yep, it's the first year yep. in college football playoffs that Alabama was not actually in it. I saw Nick Saban on my television commentating the the game between LSU and Clemson. I'm sitting myself thinking, like,
1: this guy's got to be really upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's the farthest away he's ever been from a championship game. And he's still there, just not on the field. Just not on the field. But that was definitely an amazing game. Um, all the college bowl games, you know, those have always been... Such a good time. Especially with some of these great players, you know, starting to declare for the draft. You know, like we know Joe Burrow's going in. We know Chase Young's declaring. Um Jerry Judy. All these great players are now going to have a chance to play in the NFL and join these teams. Probably the ones that are struggling, considering how the first pick goes. I was
0: about to say, do you think, what are your thoughts on Joe Burrow going first round? They're talking about going to... The- That he might be going to the Bengals.
1: Yeah. First round. First round. Now, teams are definitely trying to trade the Bengals for that first round pick, you know. Because everyone wants that first round pick. Everyone wants that Joe Burrow or the Chase Young or anything that they would really need for their team. However, they're not sure if they're willing to make that trade. However, I don't know. There is different options. If they get, like, a ton of star players from a different team plus another high pick... You never know, cause Joe Burrow's a great quarterback, but he's gonna be a rookie with a team with no quarterback as a leader. He has no right. one to look up to, in my opinion. Right. Andy Dalton, I guess you could look up to him, sort of metaphorically, in a sense, as he was, you know, the Red Rocket. But that's not really someone Joe Burrow's gonna look up to. Like if he went to the Saints or someone, he gets to look up to Drew Brees. He would. He, that would just be amazing. I mean, he's one of Joe Burrow's idols. Absolutely, and um, <clears throat> Joe Burrow,
0: I love the guy. I love watching him play. I watched the Clemson game against LSU, of course. I probably know many people that were watching it as well. And I played. I, I, I paid very close attention to the way that Joe Burrow went about his business. And let me tell you something. Clemson was up for a little bit. The yep. the, the Tigers were struggling yep, with LSU, on, yeah. the LSU. I was struggling, and like, oh my lord, they came back. Joe Burrow, I mean, comeback kid. That's all I got to say about him. Very humble guy. Won the Heisman. Very deserving of it. Obviously, everybody that, you know, is up for the Heisman trophy is deserving of it. But, you know, Joe Burrow, I I can kind of relate a little bit to him. He, you know, he went to Ohio State. Um, He sat for a little while. And then he ended up going to LSU and just becoming a major phenomenon for that team.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he has an amazing story. You know, somewhat like a Jalen Hurts story, except for he could actually go that extra mile that Jalen Hurts couldn't. But, I mean, this kid just had an absolutely blowout season out of nowhere. Because, like you said, Scott, he came from Ohio State. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing at all. Ohio State now is Justin Fields, was doing fantastic for them. But still nothing... To like where Joe Burrow was in the Peach Bowl when they played Oklahoma. They outscored him um sixty three to twenty eight and Joe Burrow had seventy four percent completion, four hundred ninety three passing yards, and a total of eight touchdowns. That's that's college football record right there. Yeah. Joe Burrow,
0: hundred percent amazing, and you know <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence, only a sophomore quarterback right now, second year. In a row, in the national championship for college football, what do you think the future
1: looks like for Trevor Lawrence as well? I mean, he definitely has a good future ahead of him. That's for sure. I mean, this was his first loss in his entire college football career. And it was given to him by Joe Burrow, who happened to just be an amazing kid. Like, he broke college football... Records like he had sixty touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns. Um, that's absolutely insane. That's has not been done before in college football history. So he's beat, he's breaking records. He's just a standout kid. So and Trevor Lawrence still put up big numbers against that game. I
0: thought he had a great game. Yeah, I thought he had a great game. Um, and you know it's just two teams that are just both they're both amazing teams. Like they you can't sugarcoat it. They both have amazing players on their roster that are going to get things done. It's just, it was a, a dogfight. And, and it, it was more a dogfight in the first half, but once LSU turned on the gas pedal, it was just, it was theirs for the
1: running. Yep. LSU got a couple good drives. And I mean, it's like, I think it was uh, Mark Ingram or Marlon Humphrey who was saying a football game is dev- defined by a couple of plays. And LSU had those couple plays. While Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, they played a good game, especially in the beginning with really getting through that O-line and pushing Joe Burrow and really just getting him to throw the ball. But unfortunately, when you make Joe Burrow throw the ball, Joe Burrow's going to throw the ball. Yeah, and This is what absolutely. happens when he throws the ball. He has a record amount of touchdowns. Absolutely amazing. So, I mean, that was a good championship game. Um, some of the other, like, honorary bowls, like, Clemson playing Ohio State when they came into that just to get them to that finals. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had like a 60-plus-yard touchdown run. That's amazing as a quarterback. Like, sure, it's college. You can kind of sneak through the defenders a little bit easier. But, I mean, there should be no slander on Trevor Lawrence for losing this game. LSU, they deserved it. They had a great season. And they overall just, they earned it. They earned it. Uh, Coach O earned it. Joe Burrow earned it. Thaddeus Moss, he just declared for
0: the draft yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved I loved seeing Randy Moss. Um he was on television uh during the um championship game, which I thought was amazing. He was just saying, you know, I just want to watch my son play and have a good time and that's all you can ask for 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 a father figure, you know.
1: Yeah, son's a big boy too. That's he's a tight is, end right there. <laughs> yeah. He is big. So not only does he have those Randy Moss jeans, but I mean, shoot, he can body his way through there like it's nothing. So I wish him the best of luck. I'm I'm definitely excited to see him in the NFL. Yeah,
0: I, I'm excited to see where all these uh, players are going to go, <clears throat> especially because, you know, obviously people trade and everything else. But you also have, um, you know, some of these teams are in need of certain players, and it's going to be interesting to see where these players go. I mean, you know some of them are going to be going to the Jets. Some are going to be going to the Dolphins. Some are going to be going to the Bengals. You just, you know, you never you never yeah. know
1: what's going to happen. But. but also, yeah, there there are also going to be players that are going to good, good teams, you know. They're not <laughs> going to be, like, the first takes, but they're still, like, amazing players, in my opinion, you know. Like, even the quarterbacks, like, I always think about, since, you know, Tom Brady's getting old, he's thinking about retiring, you know, or rumor has it. I mean, it's just an age thing. You could not be thinking about it, but the question's there no matter what.
0: You know, with Brady's retirement and everything else, I don't think he wants to retire on the note that he left the the league Um, this season. I think that, I think depending on what happens next season, now I'm not saying, you know, if he doesn't go to an, uh, another Super Bowl, he's not going to retire, but what I'm saying is, is that if next season – just things don't go his way. He probably will speak about retirement. And like you said, it's definitely an age thing. It has nothing to do with anything other than that. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the NFL, we just had uh, some news break today. Eli Manning talking about his retirement. So that's pretty big news uh, for the Giants right now. And they're going to be looking for somebody to step up as quarterback. I know they got, um you know, Jones and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens with that. Somebody might
1: come in, take that starting spot, and compete for that starting role. Yeah, they really got to form Daniel Jones. I mean, he's a great player. He's super young. He's athletic, which is what you're seeing in a lot of these new quarterbacks. Especially on the Giants, you need that. But I think they definitely need to keep utilizing Saquon Barkley and almost run sort of like an option offense because they really need to get their offense Going and I would be drafting offensive linemen. I wouldn't be drafting any superstars (laughs) like random good look college stuff like stars. They have a good receiving core. Right. They have Shepard. They have Ingram, the tight end. Right. They have Golden Tate, who was injured a lot, but they have great receivers. One of the best running backs in the league. He didn't have that good of a year this year because he got injured, had a couple less than normal games, but the at the end of the season he was coming back with. Way over a hundred yards rushing, plus like two to four touchdowns in those last like three games. So Saquon Barkley, you know he still has it. He did not fall off at all. So really, you just need that protection in the pocket. Absolutely, and
0: I mean, we got to talk about this NFL <clears throat> playoff race. Um, there's been a lot going on that with with the NFL playoff race. Um, right now, we have a Super Bowl. That is going to be happening, and it's between the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a lot of things just circling around. Um, you know, I know on our, on our show we talked a lot about, you know, Lamar Jackson having one of the best seasons ever. How did you feel? I know you were at that game. How did you feel when you saw that game? Not saying that Lamar did anything horribly wrong. You know, it goes into the coaching staff. It goes into the other players. There are so many fans that are, you know, in Baltimore. Oh, Lamar Jackson, he's great. You know, Lamar Jackson, he's a star, this, this, and that. Then the second that they lost that game, it's like they don't believe in the guy who's
1: 22 and has been in the league now for only 2 yeah, seasons. He just turned 23. I mean, the kid's younger than Joe Burrow. Like that you can't you can't slander him. And I just think that's amazing that he's in the NFL playing to this level when he's younger than the kid who won the college football championship. That's just hilarious. But Yes, as as you said, Scott, I was at the game. And, I mean, it was still just electric being, being field side. But, I mean, Derrick Henry was a huge threat, particularly. This was his first true playoff start when he was running back, number one. Yep. And against the Pats, he had over 180 rushing yards. He actually is the only running back in NFL history to have three consecutive games with over 180 rushing yards. Uh-huh. So... He's just an absolutely dominant player that the Ravens have not played before this season. Not just Derrick Henry, but that particular team dynamic that they played—that is the Titans, because they didn't play the Titans this season. So you have Tannehill, who's not a good quarterback in my opinion. He went—he was in Miami, he did not do good. He's—he's he's here now in the Titans, but he's still Ryan Tannehill. Mariota might be benched, but. In my opinion, he is not an elite quarterback. No. I'm um, a quarterback who can get through the Ravens defense. However, Henry was just such a distraction that our secondary, Earl Thomas, all our secondary, they were so focused on Derrick Henry that they, they could let balls fly over. And that's just what Tannehill needed. And he took that complete advantage of he that. He took a r-
0: extremely big advantage on that on their second scoring touchdown play. They just split our defense up and he just threw a dime into the end zone. And I thought that that was a beautiful play. Derrick Henry, I thought had some good runs and I think he, he ran for good yardage that they needed to do well. And, you know, Lamar always says in all the post game interviews that of the games that we lost this season, which there are only two of them. This was the third one. He said, we got to be putting points up on the board. I'll give hats yep. off to our defense. We had plenty of stops where they didn't score points, but our offense didn't put up points.
1: Yep, and really. I mean Lamar had he had like over 360 passing yards that game. It's absolutely ridiculous that they were not getting in the end zone. Correct. They had two try attempts on fourth down. Both were stuffed. That had not happened to them the entire season. They've correct. had nine fourth down <laughs> attempts. All of them have been successful.
0: I think that reflects well on the coaching, too, for the Titans because that takes you got to know what to throw in there for that. And Lamar cannot convert on fourth down like he did, like you said, in the regular season. That really was frustrating. It was a frustrating game to watch Um, but at the end of the day I'm not going to bash Lamar because of the game that he had. I I saw a video the other day. Deion Sanders Was saying that, was arguing with somebody that said Patrick Mahomes is the best in the NFL. Best quarterback in the NFL, best player in the NFL, whatever it was. Deion Sanders goes, You're crazy. He was like, Lamar Jackson, still in his eyes, is the best quarterback in the NFL. And he was like, Just because you saw Pat Mahomes play yesterday does not mean that that <laughs> discourages anything that this exactly. kid has done.
1: Playoffs is a whole different beast, Scott. It is. It is for sure a whole
0: different beast. And we've seen it. And, you know, I think Lamar is going to grow from it. He's a guy who's extremely humble and somebody that's ready to come out. And <clears throat> this time around, the guy didn't have three fumbles in the game. He did have one, um, he did have one fumble. Yeah, two, um,
1: two interceptions, one yeah. fumble.
0: However, the first pick of the game was a very good drive. Unfortunately, it just tipped off Andrew's hands yeah. and somebody on the Titans' defense was there to recover it. And That just happens sometimes. And
1: that's unlike Andrew's also. This is not strictly on Lamar as far as a fluke from the offense or relatively the offense not playing like they did in the regular season. Mark Ingram was not at 100%. He only got like six rushing attempts. He had that ankle injury. It was, or like, cal- it was his calf. calf, was his yeah, calf. Yeah, yeah, calf injury. Um, so he wasn't hundred percent There was a total of over eight just dropped balls that, that had hit receivers' bodies, from Mark Ingram to Hollywood Brown to all the receiving core to um, Hurst, Sneed, just dropped passes. It just wasn't clean offense. They just could not get themselves together. Yep, yeah. and even the you know Gus
0: Edwards you got to give him credit he did all that he could do and um and Hill did all that he could do and that's that's a young back core um for the Ravens you know Mark Ingram getting majority of the snaps Edwards coming in at some decent time and then you have Hill who came in like last second um every every few games he would come in and play running back at the last second um but it also is a it's it's also a reflection on coaching. You know, I thought John Harbaugh could have done a little bit of a better job. Not not saying that he's not a great coach, but on those fourth downs, I get it. They converted, but wouldn't you rather take the points and make it a closer game before you start going for? I understand you needed seven points, whatever. But those first the first fourth down attempt, you didn't need. Seven points.
1: Yeah, kick I the field goal. On the first one. Yeah, kick
0: the field goal. Gain confidence, and then when it's you know thirteen to fourteen, if you want to go for it, that's
1: one thing. But like you gotta continue to. I agree. Build up that momentum yeah. first. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. Um. And like again, it just wasn't finishing. You're a hundred percent right. Um. Marquise Brown caught that amazing like sixty yard pass right on the goal line, and it got held to. A field goal? That's ridiculous. When you have Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, that should not happen. I agree. An unbelievable catch
0: by Marquise Brown. Unbelievable. Yeah, what, I watched three, that. Three, four got, dudes around him. He got. He had a big hit laid on him. I mean, amazing, amazing effort by him. And you know what? I think that that is that's just a glimpse of what we're to see in the next few few seasons with him hopefully staying on the Ravens and I love the the duo between him and Lamar I think it's a really great connection I think and I heard Lamar even say in a um in an interview that he wanted to look for him and Snead a lot more but unfortunately the Ravens season did come to an end a little bit too early for our liking but tops off to the Titans. They played one hell of a game against a team that was that was predict, projected to win the Super Bowl. And now, you know, you got to talk about Kansas City. They had a huge comeback in their game that they played. Yeah. And
1: it was looking like the Titans were about to take them, too. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, what can you say other than Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. the The game isn't ever over when you're playing the chiefs because of that mentality of not really with patrick mahomes necessarily but just the way the chiefs run their offense it's pretty much all passing it's a pass heavy offense but back to what you're saying about Deion sanders and people saying he's the best player that's just simply not true like he's he they're an only passing offense yet he's not even in the top 5 for most passing yards this um this season you know like they have guys like Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan are ahead of Patrick Mahomes in passing yards yeah. and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs they don't run that's not a common thing they do so they're just not racking up yards like that absolutely but yeah i i would say it was a gr- absolutely insane comeback that that I mean, it was electric. The game's just truly never over with Kansas City. They even had a rough start against the Titans, for sure. Um, every It was starting a little slow. Derrick Henry's having some good runs. But as soon as they started heating up, I'd say by halftime, they came out after halftime, which is utmost confidence. And every game so far this season, the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have been down by double digits. They've ended up coming back with a victory. So... I mean, that's got to tell you something about the team. Yeah,
0: and, you know, we'll get more into the Super Bowl predictions and everything else on uh, on next week's show. Um, but, you know, you also got to look at the other side of things, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's unfortunate right there. Again, uh, I, thought, I think Aaron Rodgers is working his tail off in order to win out in the NFC,
1: and it just hasn't gone his way either. Yeah, it really has not. It's kind of like the Drew Brees situation, you know, where, like, they're a great quarterback, and they definitely deserve it, but they really just can't put that final nail in the coffin to really get past the teams. Like, you know, they're not even, like, crazy, crazy teams. You know, like, the Vikings are a good team, but the fact that they're beating the Saints and Drew Brees, like, it's just ridiculous. Drew Brees had a season low for yards in the first quarter. Like, playoffs is just truly a different beast people just they they play different and that's what made the patriots so good and i think that's just what causes problems with these teams like green bay and stuff like that they, um where they can adapt to different games but it doesn't always work which is fine for the normal season and that's how you win normal season games and that's how you end up having a good record you know you have those plays that are just amazing and miraculous but In playoffs, it's sometimes you just have to stay consistent with just a set plan and just keeping moving those chains and just getting points on the board rather than the Hail Marys and the, like, absurd screen passes and whatnot.
0: For sure. And all the games were also interesting games in the playoffs. There was no game where I was like, okay, this is going to be a huge blowout. I watched majority of the games, um, and, you know, I was just happy that all the games were, were good games, even the, you know, the Patriots game, I felt that they were going to come away with it, and they didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely thought they were going to come away with it, too, but, that I mean, they just, I don't know what happened with them, per se. Houston just has, I mean, Deshaun Watson, he's a great quarterback, but... I don't know. I honestly wanted the wanted the Patriots to win, so then the Ravens wouldn't have had to play the the Titans. So I got that a little bit mixed up, but you know what I mean. Um, with the lineup for everything, the Titans just had an amazing game, and I think because they beat the Patriots, that's what led them to beat the Ravens, just having that boost of confidence.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And... Another thing is the the raven's not playing for three weeks that to me, I think really kind of hurt them in a way as well, just because if you're not playing for three weeks what are you what are you doing yeah, I mean, you can tell that we were also that the ravens were rusty as well and oh, yeah definitely with that being said that that's another you know people will say it's excuses but i'm just stating the truth if you don't go out and do something that you've been doing every week and you take 3 weeks off you're going to come back all perfect
1: yeah, definitely not it's definitely not an excuse scott i agree with that because the team the team has played not like this at all the entire season you know it wasn't so much of a surprise when like the bills lost to houston you know that was that game because i mean this is josh allen's first start in a playoff game, and he's, you know, the Bills are, were a good team, they were a strong team, but you're not as surprised as that loss compared to the upset where it was the Titans against Ravens, where it truly was an upset, because the Ravens didn't even have a chance to play in the AFC Championship game, which I honestly think they would have done better in, just because if they won that game, they knew they were going to the Super Bowl. So, I think this game was just a little nick in the road that Lamar just wasn't used to. And he just hasn't matured into it yet. Just like with San San Diego Chargers last year, it just got to Lamar's head and he was not playing like he normally does. So, I'd say that's the only thing he needs to do to grow. I mean, he's clearly grown an exponential amount since last season, and hopefully he will make that learning jump again. I know the team really stands behind him, so... Hopefully if these these guys get to stay, you know, hopefully they get to keep Judon and Yonda and really just keep that core group of Ravens players. Because I don't think they necessarily, you know, necessarily need anything right now except for probably some linebackers, you know? Correct, correct.
0: <laughs> they, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, we, we could always have another, like, good receiver. I mean, you have Snead, you have Marquise Brown. We had Seth Roberts, who did decently well, but, you know, we could use somebody else. Uh, one of those big-time college boys, even though the Ravens have the 32nd pick in the draft.
1: Yeah, so...
0: Or at least the last time I saw that, the draft uh, picks, we had the 32nd
1: pick. yeah. So, I mean, anyone would be good for sure, but Hollywood Brown had an absolutely amazing rookie year. I mean, he was averaging like 12.7 yards per catch. I mean, that's just absolutely great for a rookie, plus his speed is just amazing in general. Funny story, I actually almost got taken out by Marquise Brown. I was on the sideline uh, at the Ravens end zone. Lamar Jackson had an overthrow, went basically right into the uprights. Me and like four like CBS cameramen like jumped out of the way because we saw the ball. And when the ball's coming, it's usually followed by a player. In this case, it was Marquise Brown. He was not looking too happy that that was overthrown, but he still had a smile on his face. So I'll definitely give him credit for that. But honestly, personally, I I wanted to see I wanted to see the Seahawks do a little bit of betting, especially against Green Bay. Honestly, I would have taken the Seahawks if they had Carson still. If they still had their um, their running back, who happened to also have the fifth most rushing yards in the season. So that's just a huge loss right there. I mean, I love seeing Marshawn Lynch back. I think that's another reason I was kind of excited to see them win. But they just really couldn't keep it together against the Packers.
0: Marshawn Lynch's comeback was probably the greatest thing that I
1: saw. Oh, it's miraculous. He goes to the Raiders, does amazing there, and now he's back to the Seahawks and scoring touchdowns. He's scoring touchdowns. He's still just beast. That man is built tough. That man is built rhino tough. He's built Frank Gore tough, in my opinion. Yeah. And that man still is not going to retire. I swear, Frank Gore, I'm calling it, he's going to have... Like most rushing yards in NFL history before he retires, because he's sharing his uh touches of Singletary right now, but Singletary's still young, so they're gonna get him trained up. I think before Frank Gore stops throwing sure. that ball,
0: for sure, <clears throat> and uh, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a big he's a big boy, beast beast mode, just, yeah on the comeback
1: and another rookie speaking of rookies was single dk metcalf had a record amount Hit of a yards. Great season yep well actually in the playoffs against the eagles he had 160 yards which is the most for a rookie in a playoff game in history so i'm sure bill's pretty disappointed with that uh, big he's a big eagles fan yeah but dk metcalf is amazing so that's great. They really got some big boys coming out of Old Miss, you know him, they got A. J. Brown on the Titans. Old Miss. <laughs> yeah, so they got some they got some big fellas coming out of there who are just taking the NFL by storm. So I'm glad that was happening. Um, I will say, as far as rookies go, I was a bit disappointed in uh that Nikhil Harry uh had unfortunately got injured at the beginning of the season. I actually drafted him. In one of my leagues, obviously very, very far down the line. I think he was my last, the last pick of my draft. I had my team set, and I was like, you know what? I like this kid. I want to see how he's going to do in the NFL. And his first game back, Tom Brady hits him for a touchdown. I mean, I was excited to see him go to the NFL, and he, I think he's going to take it by storm. So whether that be with Tom Brady or with whoever they as a quarterback. Now I'm hoping they draft a quarterback, honestly. I think they could do some some real damage with even a lower lower college quarterback, you know, like from from Georgia. Herbert, even from Oregon, I would love to see Herbert on the pads.
0: Well do you think that Tua Veloa is gonna be one of those top draft
1: choices for quarterback position? Um, I still think he is, honestly. I definitely think he is going to still be a high draft pick because he was injured, but he was still the best college quarterback in the league until everyone started talking about Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So he was even above like, guys like Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, he can't declare for the draft yet, but just like talks of NFL. Even though, me personally, I did think Trevor Lawrence was the most ready freshman quarterback out of, like, anyone who's come.
0: I was following him since before he got to Clemson. Um, And I just knew that he was going to come in and take that spot away from Watson. Yeah. That's who he took the spot away from. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But But in other news right now, because I have to bring it up, because everybody, everybody else is is bringing it up. I have to bring it up, too, because I, I we all need opinions on it. Antonio Brown making headlines again. And actually, I got a notification on my phone right as we started our show for another headline about Antonio Brown. Oh, so, uh, TMZ reported 29 minutes ago, Antonio Brown threw a rock at a driver from a moving company before his alleged battery outside of his home on Tuesday. So, basically, Antonio Brown took by storm him explicitly yelling at his mother of however many kids. This guy... Was just going off on the cops, going off on this, going off on that, and he got very lucky that nobody arrested him because supposedly, according to Stephen A. Smith, he could have gotten arrested for what he did, and they didn't do anything to him. Um, yeah, He I mean, is going completely insane right now, and now a lot of people are starting to look into it. Maybe this guy has some CTE.
1: I just think he's a spoiled brat, honestly. He's the best receiver in the NFL who could say whatever he want and do whatever he wants because he's the one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's the one who demanded to get traded. He's the one who demands this, demands that. Oh, Raiders aren't good enough. I demand to go to the Pats, so I'm going to whine and whine. And in the minute now that he finally, everyone's like, dude, you're not going to get what you want. We're not going to take take this anymore. He's just having a breakdown. So I, I, I think that's just who he's always been. It's just showing. You know, like, we can pretend we we never knew Antonio Brown, you know? Like, even when he was playing for the Steelers, it's not like he was, like, like, we still didn't know him. It's just he had something to do, and that was football, and he was good at football, yeah. and he doesn't have that anymore. So he's just making a scene. He's just he's. He's bored. not
0: gonna make it back into the league though with making all these scenes. Like he's just making it worse for himself. But uh, I, would I definitely never draft him I up. definitely agree that they mu- there might be some type of stuff going on with his with his brain because he's definitely not in the right headspace right now. Plus the fact now Logan Paul is actually talking about trying to fight Antonio Brown. He reached out to him on Twitter a few weeks ago saying that he wanted to fight Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown was like let's go and I don't know I think that it would be big if they did fight just for Antonio Brown's sake because the man's not making money right now
1: yeah I mean or at
0: least he's not making big money if he's making
1: any money he's he's just extremely immature in my opinion I mean he's never really had to do anything he's just played football and now that he's not playing football anymore and it's not by his choice also that he just he just can't mentally deal with that you know and he can't he can't own up to his mistakes i'm sure he'll come out and apologize again and then i'm sure he'll just continue to do this stuff until he gets picked up by a team which will never happen so if i were him i'd just Give up right now and go to the XFL or something. I'd pray for that. Yeah, because I know NFL coach is taking that. It's a professional environment. The NFL is a business. It's it's it entertains people, but it's still a professional environment. And they don't it, and want you anybody to that. make them look bad. Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't do that. You can't cause a scene. Now, do you think he would have the Pats would have played better if they still had him, minus all the.
0: Yeah, minus all the allegations as far as
1: as their playoff game against the Titans.
0: I think it would have given them another receiver besides Edelman. You know? Yeah. They
1: brought over Sanu, but Sanu
0: was more of a role player. You know what I mean? Like, one of those guys that would come in on, like, third downs, help him get the first down conversion.
1: Yeah. Impressive guy. I did like Brady's trust with Sanu, though, for sure. He definitely has trust in Sanu, which I thought was awesome because it really gave him an opportunity to shine, but I definitely think that
0: Antonio Brown could have done some damage. You have Antonio Brown and Edelman, and most teams double covered Edelman. Who you throw into if you don't pass to Edelman? Yeah, obviously nobody because the Patriots had a terrible season this season. Not to you know continue yeah. bashing on them, but like yeah,
1: I wouldn't say it was terrible. It's just when you expect, yeah. yeah, when you expect something from a dynasty, yes, um, it was below expectations. For sure. But I mean, this was the Pats' first wild card game since 2009, and they lost to the Ravens. So I think that's funny that they just can't seem to win a wild card game. They just have to really secure that number one seed. Number one
0: seed, yeah. And, you know, didn't happen this year. And courtesy of Baltimore Ravens, baby. So that's all that, that's all that matters for that. But. Yeah, you know, with the Antonio Brown stuff, it's just when I and I just got that other notification, I just
1: I don't even know what to think about it anymore. Yeah. And uh in fantasy news um fantasy football news, I ended up winning the championship, but I just want to tie that into Jameis Winston being the first quarterback to throw thirty touchdowns but also thirty interceptions in a season. Which, which talk about being balanced. That's just, that's just absolutely insane to me. And the, the player I was, the person I was playing in the finals had Jameis Winston as quarterback, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as his two receivers, and it was working surprisingly well, until they got injured, and his team lineup was, just absolutely terrible. So it was pretty easy for me to take advantage of that and win. But Jameis Winston still managed to have the second or the first, I'm sorry, most passing yards in the NFL this season. And for someone who's thrown 30 interceptions and have the record that the Buccaneers have, that <laughs> it's it's something else cuz I it's just they're statistically a monster but they just can't win games. They just let up way too many points,
0: which is crazy cuz you know I felt that they would kind of, you know, build their team up to be a pretty powerful team But I'm also going to point out real quick that uh, Donovan Smith on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, left tackle, number 76, graduated from good old Owings Mills High School, where I went to high school, (laughs) graduated a year before I got there.
1: Well, I hope next season, Jameis and the guys can, can rally it up and start winning some games.
0: I'm always looking for a good... Good Bucks playoff run, Buccaneers playoff run.
1: Yeah, I mean they have the first passer in history to 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. So if he can get those interceptions down, I mean he's doing great. But it's almost like he's just covering his eyes and throwing it into the air, and someone catches it because he has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, who has the third most. Um, receiving yards this season, and Mike Evans, who was doing, had an amazing season as well. Like it's like they just had to catch it, or the other team would catch it, you and Jameis Winston just didn't.
0: He just didn't care. He didn't seem got, to care. You got to give your hats off to Kirk Cousins, beating like Drew, that? Be, beating <laughs> Drew Brees in the playoffs. Michael Thomas had one of the most
1: amazing. Seasons this yep. this season over seventeen hundred receiving I yards much in the NFL.
0: I watched this guy play against the 49ers Unbelievable catches. That
1: was a that was a great game. It's probably, was probably the best yep. game this season. Honestly. of any NFL team. Yeah, and it was on. I would agree.
0: It was on the big screens everywhere. So, for sure, um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be very interesting to see what the NFL brings for next year and what the draft brings. I'm, I I'm more excited now to listen to the draft since I pay more attention now, so that'll be a really fun opportunity
1: yeah, definitely, and hopefully you see some of these teams that were doing good this season really just continue to improve and end up beating out other teams next season because I don't think anyone could have predicted um, how this playoff run has gone, especially um just with these teams because I honestly thought the Bills might have gone farther not realistically but I, I like the Bills this season Josh Allen is just one of my favorite QBs so I am a little bit biased but I mean the kid can rush and he's got a great arm on him and the Buffalo has a great defense which I think is necessary to win games I mean San Francisco has the best defense in the league and uh, like uh, the Chiefs, they just have an amazing offense. <laughs> so they can really just shut stuff down. But speaking of the X alert for the Ravens, Suggs is now on the Chiefs. Yes. So,
0: yes. That and is that move I, really, I really thought that he was going to stay on his word and not end up going out there. Because at one point he was saying that if he wasn't going to the Ravens, he wasn't going anywhere. And, you know, I think he's going to retire as a Raven no matter what.
1: I hope so. I mean, that would be great, you know, sign the, the day contract even, you know, just, just retire. He could
0: retire yeah. tomorrow. Or not, excuse me, not tomorrow, but, like, he could re- retire after this game, um, the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. No, he could, he could. I mean, he'll always be famous for when he's on the Ravens, you know, even if Kansas City happens to win the Super Bowl.
0: If anybody thinks of Terrell Suggs, yeah. they're thinking Ravens by oh, far. Yeah, yeah. By far, yeah.
1: I mean, even in the playoff game though, against the Titans, he almost had a pick. It was in his hands on the that. jump block. So I saw that. it was a real shame. Yeah, I would have really liked to see the good, the the old Raven play. I wonder if he still comes out to the. Uh, I guess I, they probably
0: don't introduce him like they did on the Ravens because his role is a little bit different.
1: Yeah, he's not as a, much of a nah, big guy, especially with yeah. all the weapons of Kansas City. You know, yeah. Tyron Matthew for sure yeah. and all those guys. They're definitely not. <laughs> they're not hyping up poor Suggs, even though I definitely like them. But in my opinion, like the San Fran Green Bay game was was pretty easy, like to predict that one. I'd say the only good, the good one was the, the Titans and the Chiefs, but that's just because. People were so hyped up about the Titans because they beat the Ravens. They really thought the
0: Titans were going further than the Chiefs, bro.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the Titans are... They're not a great team. I won't say they're a great team. Derrick Henry is a great player. I'll say that. The Ravens... Over 1,500 rushing yards this season. The Ravens
0: and the Patriots should not have lost to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was only Derrick Henry. The yeah. guy the guy ran 195 yards on the Raven, against the Ravens, 186 against the Patriots. When someone's running all over you like that, that's I mean, you you can't stop him. He's 6'3", 240 pounds, which is insane for a running back. Unbelievable. That's insanely just tall. Just the height in general is way too much for a running back, but I mean, he makes it work.
0: Yeah, Uh, it was unbelievable. But, you know, there's a lot to be seen in this next game coming up. We talked a lot about college football championship. Joe Burrow, in my eyes, I mean, is still like, he's like king.
1: I mean, he's a stud, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm so excited to see what he can do in the NFL. And I'm extremely excited to see the rest chase young. And Thaddeus Moss, see where where they get drafted as well. I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts. And in, in other news, real quick, Jalen Hurts is repping both Oklahoma and Alabama in the the Senior Bowl. Yeah, in the Senior Bowl. I yeah. think that is the coolest thing.
1: Yeah, that's most awesome. deserving of that. Definitely most deserving of that. I mean, just the fact that I mean how he played at Alabama. He was the starter. You know, he was, he was he was doing amazing. Uh, Two is just great. You know what I'm saying? It's like a battle of two greats. And then you go to Oklahoma and you just still do amazing, if not better. You know? Yeah. Like, he's totally deserving of that.
0: I was happy that he chose to go to Oklahoma. And I think that's a real inspiration for a lot of college athletes. And same thing with Joe Burrow, which is why I I thought they both definitely deserved to be in that room for the running of the Heisman. Um, But. You know, next week on our show, got Super Bowl predictions.
1: Yep, it's all go- Super Bowl
0: It's gonna be a big big show as far as the Super Bowl news goes, big predictions. And it's all gonna be here on the Entertainment Hub. And tonight was a fantastic night about just all different things that we need to hit on because we weren't here for the
1: for the last few weeks? Yeah, a lot of catching up to do, but I mean, it's just been absolutely great. I hope everyone had a good holiday season.
0: Absolutely. Hope everybody had a great break. And for this sh- episode of the Entertainment Hub, I'm Scott Kiwi. I'm Nigel Strickland. And we look forward to seeing you next time. How's everybody's evening going? My name is Scott Kiwi. Uh, I'm Nigel Strickland. And we're here for for the entertainment hub. Another week of great football talk. The Pro Bowl just happened and we're going to predict some Super Bowl scores for sure and you know how we feel about both teams. So Nigel's going to kick us off real quick with some great Pro Bowl updates. Shout out John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. Pro Bowl Pro Bowl studs right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just a really good game, honestly, but we're excited. Football season's coming to an end. You know, the Pro Bowl's really just a lot of fun, you know? Like, you get all the best players, and sure, some of them, they're trying in the beginning a little bit, but no one's willing to get injured, you know? It's a game of fun. Yeah, exactly. It's a game of fun. They're they're doing two-hand touch pretty much by the third quarter, even though the AFC did pull ahead and end up winning uh, 38-33. So, yep, shout-out Lamar Jackson. What I did think was funny is that Lamar did complete a pass to Derrick Henry during the game, so I just thought that was kind of funny, the guy who knocked them out of the playoff rankings. yeah. Now they're playing on the same team, tossing the ball around. So you love to see the fun in the game, you know?
0: Something I like about the Pro Bowl is that it's a great way for guys that obviously don't play on the same team. And I actually I want to um, shout out one of the Colts' uh, offensive linemen was in the game, and Lamar brought him water. Like the, he brought the entire team water like during a timeout or, or whatever it was, and the lineman looks at Lamar and goes, oh, that's what that big trust is all about. <laughs> Obviously, the Ravens are doing something a little bit different uh, you know in the NFL as far to, as, far as like, teamwork goes and everything else. So I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, since you bring that up, Scott, um, Lamar, yeah, he, the guy, I mean, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a young guy, and he really just wants to be a leader. You can tell. By doing stuff like that, bringing him water, he doesn't expect anything to be given to him. He'll still get up there and be like, you're going to get a Super Bowl out of me, and he's still going to try his hardest, and he's still disappointed when he throws a bad pass, but he's disappointed in himself. He's not disappointed in his other teammates, even if it's a drop passed by um, Snead or Andrews. He's disappointed in himself. So you love seeing that leadership, you know. You don't see that in a lot of young quarterbacks, you know. It's true. Baker Mayfield out here yelling that the whole auditorium needs to be quiet so he can throw the ball, you know. Lamar Jackson loves his fans.
0: It's funny about that about that draft class because, you know, Lamar went, uh, you know, really low in the in the draft during yeah. his time. Baker Mayfield uh, going number one, and I was watching actually Baker Mayfield's. Um, party that he had for the draft and you know it's just Lamar was there with his mom and it was just so nice obviously Baker was there with like his whole family and his friends and everything else but it was just like a different vibe with Lamar yeah, Lamar is dressed up as yeah. like legendary
1: quarterbacks you know it
0: was all talk it was all talk <laughs> this season about the Cleveland Browns the whole off season was all talk about how they have OBJ Landry and they were gonna get Chubb and then they had Baker Mayfield it is a stacked team, but you gotta perform. And they didn't perform. And you have Lamar Jackson who came into the regular season, like the Ravens are always the underdogs in my opinion. And compared to, you know, the Bengals and the Steelers, and we saw that the Bengals had no no yeah, not the a good season. Were far at all. from
1: an underdog Correct. this season. Correct.
0: And that's the thing is like a lot of people were like well, we kind of like being the underdogs because now the Ravens are on top or put on that pedestal, and it makes it a lot more, you know, nerve wracking. I think for some for some of the players on the team. Uh, yeah, sure. clearly
1: Lamar Jackson by yeah. his uh, two playoff attempts, yeah. he definitely agrees with you there, Scott. Absolutely,
0: but it's all good. You know, I'm glad that he was able to run around in the Pro Bowl, and the Ravens had several guys at the Pro Bowl there. Oh so. yeah, like
1: I, we're talking about just the normal Pro Bowl here, but it's it's so easy to just drop back to the Ravens because. They were just doing so much, you know. Obviously, it was nice. Russell Wilson let Drew Brees be the starter, which, you know, makes sense. Drew Brees, he's thinking about retirement. Um, he's an older guy, and he truly deserves it, I think. I mean, Russell Wilson's a great player. He's a great guy, too. So, I mean, you love to see it, but, I mean, Drew Brees, the poor guy, just keeps getting getting robbed to go into the Super Bowl again. It's okay. During his Super Bowl run, he had a fantastic
0: uh, game, and... I'll just always remember him as the guy who, in one of the Maddens, like, their pregame speech was just in the intro for Madden, so I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah,
1: he's a great player. He has the most touchdowns in the NFL, most yards in the NFL. And he actually had a pass to Amari Cooper that was for a touchdown in the Pro Bowl that was just awesome. Like, I would love to see those two dudes... Play on the same team. He obviously gave Michael Thomas a touchdown too. But, going, oh going
0: to the Pro Bowl. Nigel is probably the biggest treat, just because you get to see all the guys from both, you know, divisions from the NFC and the AFC, and just competing. And even though it is a, a little bit of like some fun and games and stuff like that, it's still cool to see all the different players, the variety that they
1: bring like to the teams. I think that's the coolest thing for sure. Oh, Of course, I agree a hundred percent and you can see that all surrounded by just a lot of fun Like Earl Thomas threw like a lateral off a pick. Um, I think he picked off Kirk Cousins Those a lateral to Marlon Humphrey they get a couple more yards the whistle ends up being blown But I mean it's just fun like that that I mean when stuff works It works and it's it's a good celebration of the end of the regular season and really just shows that there You know football is family
0: And now, you know, football season being over, we got to turn it over to the winter sports. So, but, um, you know, I want to continue to talk about football because obviously there's an incredibly big game coming up this weekend. And I am very fired up for it. Even though... The Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately, are not going to be competing in the Super Bowl. I still give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll be honest, the 49ers deserve to be there. They had one of the most magnificent runs during the regular season and the playoffs. Um, so, you know, it's very great that they are going to be one of the teams competing. And I just want to ask you, who do you think is going to come up on top for in the Super Bowl?
1: I'll answer that in one second. Just because you said uh, you were disappointed, the Ravens won't be there. I do think it's funny that they have both beaten both of those teams though during the regular season. So I just, no, they <laughs> didn't. They didn't.
0: They didn't beat the Chiefs during the regular season. They lost by two. You're right. But You're right. but I will say this hundred percent. Okay, that game I think was robbed from us. You know, I think John Harbaugh is a great coach. I really do. I think he shows great leadership in the way that he does that he runs his system. Obviously it was working this season up until, you know, their game against
1: Oh yeah. And I mean I in my opinion that was still early Ravens. Right you know, I was so excited for them to see, you know, the Chiefs again. When they had that first loss to the Chiefs in the early season. It was season. close. That, yeah, and that was when they were losing to the Browns, you know? Yeah. So that that was that early Ravens before they really got on that kickstart. Correct. To just drive them through the rest they, of the season.
0: Correct. They grabbed, you know, Marcus Peters, which was a huge pickup for their defense, and it just kind of put everything in perspective after, after the Browns lost. But I still hold that Kansas City loss to the fact that Harbaugh kept going for it on fourth down, which is what he did in the playoffs, and we lost. And I understand because, you know, going through the regular season, there were plenty of teams that the Ravens went for it, and they compl- they made the completion, oh, yeah. and like they moved the chains. Times, Correct. Yeah. However, it was an important game to take a stand, and we shouldn't have gone for it that early. I think we should have went for it if we were up or if we were only, you know, down by a little bit. But, of course, we weren't. And this is also um, in the Kansas City game earlier in the season as well. However, I will give Pat Mahomes the benefit of the doubt. That dude, he is something special, especially for Kansas City. when he got to Kansas City. When, think about the chiefs like when we were like growing up kind of I mean, obviously we're still young people. We're yeah, both, back we're back both back 21 hours, years old.. Smith. Yeah. but yeah. when we were like seven, eight, nine years old, I mean, I still paid attention to football. Who were the Kansas City chiefs? Not somebody who I would have been like, oh, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, let alone have Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes. I mean, one of the greatest connections for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, they're a good team. I just remember the Nigerian nightmare. Old running back. He was an absolute monster. But, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a perfect Chiefs team to go to the Super Bowl. They definitely deserve it. And I honestly, I think they're going to get the win. Even though... We have one of the best offenses in the league, and this is just personally my opinion as far as the offense, because you have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, who has the fourth most receiving yards this season, and he's a tight end, which I think is amazing.
0: Definitely a tight end who I respect just as much as Mark Andrews, or who people players in the NFL should also respect, because... Kelsey is just a monster. I just remember watching the Ravens game, and I just remember saying, like, bro, why can't they just cover him? They could not cover They had no answer for him in both games against the Ravens.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a go-to receiver, big tight end. Both the tight ends here are definitely top five tight ends this season. George Kittle was an absolutely amazing tight end. I think he would have done better. He had a little over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. But I think he would have done a little better if he didn't get injured during the season, and guys would lock him down. Um, George Kittle would almost always be doubled. I mean, just because why wouldn't you? It's he's a big guy, and if if he gets a hit in the hands, he's gonna catch it. Also, the 49ers are more of a running team. Again, the 49ers is, in my opinion, well, statistically, just defensive nightmares. Like, they have the number one defense in the NFL right now, and that just guarantees them winning games. However, Patrick Mahomes and his offense is just absolutely remarkable, especially in the passing game.
0: Pat Mahomes throws crazy throws that it's very unique. I mean, an extremely versatile type of player. He can run, he can pass, and he really fires up his guys on the sideline. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos throughout the season and throughout the playoffs, but this guy – is somebody who I want on my team hyping me up. And honestly, I don't really see Jimmy Garoppolo doing that for his 49ers. At least I haven't seen any videos on it. So if you want to know my opinion, I also believe that Kansas City is going to win, not just because of that, but because I just think they have a very dynamic team. I think Andy Reid deserves a Super Bowl win. You know, he's put in the work, and they look fantastic. And I really, you know, slightly little biased putting some money on the Kansas City Chiefs to win, so obviously I want to win some money. But ignoring all that very uh, unbiased uh, report from my end, I just personally feel that the Chiefs deserve it, and it's going to be an interesting game. But you can't knock the 49ers at all. I was watching the 49ers game against the New Orleans Saints, and let me tell you something, that was probably the best football game I've ever watched in my life. Even, Even – you know, next to the Denver Broncos-Ravens uh, game when the Ravens had the Super Bowl on the line in 2012. Um, but this was definitely one of the best games I've seen.
1: I mean, high scoring. I yeah. mean, the score was in the 40s. Honestly, my prediction for this Super Bowl, would I, I'd say 42-38 uh, Kansas City. And that's just because it's the Super Bowl, both teams are going to be playing a little bit more smart. But you know Mahomes is going to air it out. Absolutely. And the Kansas City Chiefs, or A team who can score points fast. Yeah, I'm gonna call it 30. I'm gonna call the score 35 Chiefs,
0: uh, 28 San Fran. That's what I'm going for sure.
1: No, that's good. That's that's strong for sure because San Francisco, like they, they have a strong, they have, they have a relatively strong offense, but it, it's primarily running. Like, Mosser has gotten eight touchdowns. Well, if you look at the Chiefs, both Williamson and LaShawn McCoy have like com- combined have only nine touchdowns. That's only one more than just one of the 49ers running backs, and he didn't even get a lot of playing time until the second half of the season because Bretta and Coleman were taking the lead on that. Coleman pushing his way in for six touchdowns just individually. I was surprised that he ended up getting benched, but Mozart is just kind of like Bretta and Coleman put together into one running back. So, I mean, that's great. Plus, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he has almost 4,000 yards, which is 12th in the NFL, so it's pretty good. But he's thrown 13 interceptions, which is just ridiculous compared to Patrick Mahomes' five interceptions. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's going to be
0: a fantastic Super Bowl, in my opinion. And honestly, like all the playoff games, they've been kind of low-scoring. But I think these two teams are going to air it out and dish it out. That's why, you know, we had both had some pretty high predictions and I couldn't agree more with the way that, you know, Garoppolo is playing and what he's done in throughout the playoffs, as well as Pat Mahomes. I mean, big respect to both both teams that are in it for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just the receiver aspect is what I'm I'm mainly looking at here. Like Tyreek Hill is just he's he's amazing. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Robinson, they combined for over fifteen hundred yards. Um so They're just great receiving core someone who um, Patrick Mahomes can just easily go to without pretty much a worry in the world and obviously Travis Kelsey who has the most receiving yards on the team followed by Tyreek Hill But Tyreek Hill with the most touchdowns so if they're by the end zone this is just stuff the 49ers are gonna have to look out for even though it's kind of a trick play here because You're going to want to cover Travis Kelsey in the end zone. He's a big guy. He's going to be able to box out safeties, anything like that. You know, Richard Sherman on Travis Kelsey. I mean, Richard Sherman's a great cornerback, but he's not going to be able to stop Travis Kelsey in the end zone, in my opinion. I'm excited to see Richard Sherman play,
0: I'll be honest with you. Uh, I love watching Richard Sherman play, especially on that one, uh, you know, memorable, memorable interview at the end of the game between – when when Crabtree was playing up against him, and he went up against Crabtree, I guess Crabtree was talking, you know, football talk, Everybody smack talks, Yeah. and Richard Sherman just was not having that. So it shall be an interesting game. I, I am in no way going to be shocked
1: if either team wins. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd honestly be happy for the 49ers. I'd be happy for George Kittle. I'd be happy for Richard Sherman to get another ring aside from with the Seahawks, who he had a legendary career with, whether that be the Legion of Boom and therefore after. And the fact that he can really do this on the 49ers is great as well. And Nick Bosa, like, what a guy. What a rookie. He's just taken taken the NFL by storm.
0: Absolutely. All I hear about is Nick Bosa, for sure. Uh, So I I agree with that 100%. Now I want to ask you, uh, you know, while we're on the topic of the Super Bowl, the Patriots have been to, to, you know, the last few Super Bowls. What do you think Brady will do next year if he doesn't make it to another Super Bowl?
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think Brady's close to retirement. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do if the Patriots release him because he's going to want to get paid. And I think, I'm not sure, it's a thin line on whether or not Brady will leave to get paid or maybe take up something with the Pats. But at the end of the day, I think Belichick is 100% ready to move on from Tom Brady. Yeah,
0: I mean, looking looking into the future, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what quarterback they draft. You know, they have a higher pick in the draft. They, you know, even though their season was not what they expected it to come out to be, it was still a decent season. So they're still going to be high up in the draft. So you got to think about, you know, I want, I'm want i curious on who they're going to pick in their draft and if they're going to draft a quarterback uh, in April when the draft comes about for 2020. Yeah, I
1: mean, they had, they had a strong season up until, honestly, really the Ravens. The Ravens just kind of put them to a halt because they were undefeated until then. And then they lost to Houston, and then that loss to Miami, just to knock them out of the wild card. That, I mean, to knock them down to the wild card. Correct. Really just, I I mean, that just kind of put a cap on the season. I think I've said it before, but the Pats have not been in the wild card since 2009, and they got beat by the Ravens. Yep. So, I mean, they had a good season. It wasn't anything bad. Obviously, they have high expectations from Boston fans and just NFL fans in general, but Belichick and Tom Brady, in my opinion, do not deserve any slander considering Tom Brady started out this season throwing the exact same stats that he did when the team went 16-0 and they ended up losing in the Super Bowl to Eli Manning.
0: For sure. And I Actually, I want to congratulate uh, somebody who I went to middle school with, uh, Patrick Allen. He just uh, confirmed on his Instagram today that he's uh, declaring for the uh, NFL draft. In 2020, which I think is is pretty cool, Um, he went to he started out at Georgia. This guy is, I mean, when I was in middle school, I was tiny. Okay, I'm still tiny now, (laughs) but when I was in middle school, I was tiny. This kid could like touch the ceiling. I just remember seeing him in the hallways. This kid was, I mean, he was he's always been a big guy, and you just would look at him and be like, okay, this guy could go to play Division One football and then to the NFL. He actually transferred to. Uh, Southern Louisiana, and is okay. now uh, obviously he's, he's finished now. But yeah, respectable he, school for yeah. sure.
1: Especially, I mean, it's got to be hard to get a starting position at Georgia. What what position was he? He was offensive line. Okay. So yeah, he uh, he definitely
0: it's definitely got to be tough. And you know, I I got to give him credit. He picked up the transfer and did get good time at Southern Louisiana. And now this man is about to be NFL bound, and I'm just so excited to see you know what is next the next chapter for him uh he definitely deserves it um you know I obviously I'm not like super close with the guy but like I just think it's really cool somebody that like you kind of grew up knowing declaring for the draft after all that hard work so shout out Pat Allen and hopefully you know I can get him the link to this podcast so he can know that all the people uh in Reisterstown and Owings Mills are cheering him on so
1: for sure yeah, I mean that sounds great. It's gonna be just an exciting draft class overall. Um, I've looked at a few mock drafts. They're saying guys like you know Ceedee Lamb are gonna be on the Eagles. You know, they have they have Judy going a little lower than what I would think because I I mean in my opinion he's the best wide receiver in college football. But I mean you still it's just whatever teams are specifically looking for. Like you said it Scott Lamar Jackson was a low draft pick. Um. Even guys like Tom Brady was something two hundredth draft pick. Like, and you never really know. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, I'm looking. This is on uh,
0: CBS. Their mock draft. They got uh, Jerry Judy going to the Giants right now. So that's you know that's going to be big for them. And they have uh, Tua going to Miami. That's going to be a big pickup. Even though Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing his thing,
1: uh, but the, the 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 Dolphins definitely are going to need some help. Oh yeah, especially I mean, Fitzmagic magic is either on or off. There's really no in between. Correct. In my opinion. Um so when he's on, he's on. But when he's off, it's it's awful. It's just someone you would not want to have on the field and you cannot have a quarterback like that. That's just so unreliable.
0: Yeah, and C D Lamb is projected to go to the Arizona Cardinals. He's projected to be uh the seventh uh seventh pick, I believe. So and wow, they got
1: he's, he's moved up. He was in the thirteenth yeah. going to, um I think it was round 13th, going to the Eagles. I mean, I love C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm a little dog. bit biased, he's but a I, I would he's 100% a draft him if I was a team. Um, but, I mean, Ky- that could totally help out Kyler Murray. I mean, obviously the Cardinals primarily need to work on their offensive line, but that could hurt out considering Kyler Murray is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the most. He's top three. So you got to really give him credit for still getting out there. And putting up good numbers. I mean, they scored over twenty points against the Forty ers That's that's amazing. You have um, a really young quarterback, uh, not at all impressive offensive line. Your best receivers near forty, like. So I mean, I'd love to see C. D. Lamb go there.
0: Yeah, and they have Jordan Love go. That it's possible that he'll be going to the Saints. Now, granted, this is just one of the of the draft mock drafts obviously out of many and they also have justin jefferson from lsu wide receiver uh that's the projection projection for baltimore so that's gonna be it's gonna be pretty big uh you know i think it would be great to have one more receiver in the core like i said last week seth roberts did a fantastic job in my opinion um, but I know that the Ravens are looking to get another receiver that can be more reliable. They have Marquise Brown, they have Willie Snead, and if they add, you know, Justin Jefferson, I think that'll be big for them for sure. And they have all the tight end help that they that they need on that offense between Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle, and Mark Andrews. All reliable tight ends. And then you have Pat Ricard, who, in my opinion, uh, is extremely versatile to, uh, player, He's on offense and defense. He's just a huge body, man. Like yep. He's really good at blocking, so that's also going to be interesting. But I do want to see if I can pull up uh, another mock draft that's not CBS to see how it compares to CBS for sure.
1: Yep. NFL and CBS. And, uh, yeah, I was just looking at that. You know, they're thinking Chase Young. I've talked to a lot of Redskins fans. You know, we're in the area. They're all thinking that they're going to pick up Chase Young. I mean, it would be a good call. Uh, Chase Young's a he's a great he's a great player, but I I just don't know what the Redskins need right now because it's a lot. It's just it's a lot. So Chase Young would be great. However, they need to focus on their offense. In my opinion, they need to get a better line. I mean, Adrian Peterson is just doing like he's doing well and. Well, that's with a bad O-line, a veteran running back, so hopefully he can train up guys, and hopefully Dwayne Hashkins can come into his own. Um, hopefully the coaching, honestly, can improve a little bit because Dwayne Hashkins is an amazing quarterback, but he's too young to really be a leader, in my right, opinion. Right,
0: right. And even on the NFL, I just pulled it up, the NFL mock draft, they obviously have Joe Burrow going one, so does the other to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and I don't think they could pass up the opportunity uh, to make like the hometown guy as their next franchise quarterback. As long as they have receivers and everything else to, to for for help, uh, they also have Chase Young also going to uh, the Redskins as well. Tua going to Miami. They uh, both CBS and NFL both predicted that as well. And uh, C C D Lamb. They're they're talking about the Raiders um on uh nfl so that's pretty interesting they got jerry judy going to yeah, the colts
1: cd lamb going before jerry judy and that's bold i mean again i'm a little biased i'm a huge cd lamb fan however i do believe jerry judy is the best wide receiver in college football i would definitely pick him up first if i'm just going through strict what i'd need so but i mean that would be awesome
0: yeah, and the Ravens it's it's also seen here that uh Christian Fulton, uh cornerback out of LSU could also possibly go to the Ravens. Fulton, he's a
1: great he's a great cornerback. Yeah. It was it was so weird, um, Scott. During the championship, Trevor Lawrence was targeting Fulton a ton and I mean Fulton was he was he was messing up, but but he was clearly being targeted by trevor lawrence i just thought that was so unique considering this is one of the top cornerbacks in college football and this is who trevor lawrence is successfully targeting and getting yards off of going to his man so i thought that was really unique but i can't wait for him to go to the nfl yeah
0: and you know it says here that you know marcus peters and marlon humphrey are solid and the ravens could use another cornerback to fill out the room you know i like jimmy smith back there um And, you know, I think that uh, they had another player, the Ravens had another player back there who, to me, um, wasn't, like, doing the best job that he could. So it'd be really cool to see somebody come out who just won a national championship in college, uh, get the experience to, you know, fill that
1: cornerback role, for sure, uh, on the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens really do just kind of throw their rookies in there, you know, most of the time. I mean, Lamar Jackson trained up for a little bit, got thrown in. Marquise Brown almost immediately thrown in, and for good reason. I mean, that guy is fast, and he's done a great job. I mean, definitely best catch in the playoff game against the Titans was by Marquise Brown.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm also going to look and see what uh, they have um, <clears throat> projected for uh, the Super Bowl as well, because I'm kind of curious on how the NFL feels about the Super Bowl.
1: True, I'm excited to see Emmanuel Sanders play in the Super Bowl. I'm um, leaving the Broncos and our old boy Joe Flacco who I'm not really sure what his features looking like in the NFL considering he has been injured for good reason. He he was one of the top quarterbacks who was getting sacked before he was getting injured. The O-line was not giving Joe Flacco enough time for him to work how he works in the pocket. Which is a very different style than some other NFL quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, and they're going by statistics here. I pulled up the uh this is CBS sports talking about um the Madden simulation says that the forty ers are gonna uh, blow out the um blow out the Chiefs.
1: So that's that's pretty interesting to me. Wow um I mean they the 49ers are just a touchdown machine. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, I was just talking about, has 869 yards and five touchdowns. He has the same amount of touchdowns as Kelsey and two more touchdowns than Watkins. So he's been doing absolutely amazing at the 49ers. They do have good receivers, um, especially with Debo Samuel, Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders. Debo Samuel has really just come out in his own, in my opinion, with over 800 yards. He's very he's a key target for um Garoppolo other than George Kittle who is obviously the number one target being one of the best tight ends in the NFL along with Travis Kelsey.
0: For sure. And you know, to me a Madden simulation <laughs> we've seen all the TikToks and all the other posts about Madden twenty and how the game is just like it's glitchy sometimes. So to me, I don't think that's a fantastic uh, you know, prediction. Um. Even though obviously the forty, both teams have very much a clear opportunity for to, to win the game. I mean, it's not like it's not like we're seeing the forty ers go up against a Bengals or a Dolphins
1: team. Yeah, I mean, there's no coaching in a video game. You know, you call the plays, you can call the audibles and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you know how the players are going to go, and in a real game, you don't know how the players are going to go, and you can't make decisions once the ball's hiked. Which in the real life, you obviously.
0: Yeah, and right now the Vegas odds have the Chiefs winning So it'll be very interesting to see what goes on with that I also want to move on from football Because we had a very, very, very drastic event happen uh, a few days ago And obviously everybody's been talking about it It's been one of the most top trending topics that I've seen for obviously the last few days Uh, Kobe Bryant passing away And alongside his daughter, Gigi, she was 13 years old, as well as a few other people that were part of uh, Kobe Bryant's um, team that he coached, I believe. And, you know, I really want to pay my respects. Kobe Bryant has been somebody that our generation and even the generation before us has kind of come to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is a real shame and it's a tragedy that has totally hit the basketball community. An NBA just by storm, and how to truly show Kobe's legacy in the sport of basketball, which is just absolutely amazing. And I also wanna pay my respects to Kobe Bryant in the eyes of basketball and the NBA and how much of an amazing player he was. Um, he showed absolute respect. Uh, the night before his tragic death, LeBron James passed him in, um, in points of all time. So he paid his respects to LeBron James. He said, "Keep it going. Keep take the torch and basically just run." In a tweet, and it's very unfortunate what happened um the next day. So I just want to say uh, I want to pay my respects to Kobe Bryant and his family.
0: Absolutely, and <clears throat> you know, it's very tragic when something like this happens. You know, it's the question is could it have been prevented? And, you know, I've seen a few different things about how, like, the, they kept going through, like, blind fog.
1: Yeah, up I mean, in the air. LA had grounded all of its other helicopters on that day because of the weather, because of the fog, because of the smoke. And uh, Kobe Bryant got special permission to fly. And unfortunately, that ended up with a tragic accident. Um,. I think the media should have waited, in my opinion, for a little bit. I agree with that. Um, I agree with definitely that. Definitely just that storm. It was almost like an Amber alert. Like, one minute, like, I was around people at the time, and it's like all of a sudden you just hear it from just different corners, like, oh my God, you hear about Kobe Bryant? Oh my God, you hear about Kobe Bryant. And nobody really knew. There's a huge rumor going around that it was all four of his daughters. Thank God it was not. Correct. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, it was. Um, GG with kobe bryant but we're just happy to say that the other ones are not um i think tmz reported before the family even got any notification before they even had a confirmed death they did. of kobe bryant they did they
0: were uh, i heard it from people uh they sent out the link uh from tmz and we actually were hesitant to believe that it actually happened um until it was more confirmed i turned on the news and it was it was confirmed on the news i mean they had a Video footage of like the helic of the scene and everything else, and it's just something that that, that is just crazy. And obviously, best respects to the to the NBA. Actually, uh, L A canceled their game the other day because of the tragedy yeah, that happened, which I thought was percent. extremely respectful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it was, and you know, there's been a lot of media talk, and it just what I noticed is there's a huge differential. Um viewpoint on Kobe Bryant from people like our generation Scott where we're college kids we grew up with this guy and then like our the parents generation you know the ones above us who honestly remember more of a negative side of Kobe Bryant on being a huge womanizer and having that huge rape settlement yeah but he then eventually changed his number they say that was number eight Kobe Bryant we like number 24 Kobe yeah. Bryant but it's just really different to see how these different views are because it's almost like the college community was just absolutely taken aback, talking about how Kobe in life was this amazing. I mean, like, a saint, basically. Like, I, he's got so much media attention. I mean, we're even talking about him right now, just to show that. But, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that it is something that should get media attention. Even, oh, though, even though, like you said, people remember the negatives, but think about all the positives, too. I mean, it, it is a very controversial topic to talk about for sure with depending on who you talk to about it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a tragedy either way. Nobody's ever debunking the fact that this should not have happened. Correct. Um but in good basketball news and switching that up, after the Super Bowl, we're obviously going to report on that and then we're going to be moving somewhat into the NBA. I just want to talk about a little bit Brighten the mood, get you a little excited for basketball season. Zion or true basketball. I was season. about to say, I was about to say we're going to be talking about Zion next yeah. for sure cause... Zion Williamson in his debut, four for four with three pointers. That's what got me is, dudes would back off of this guy, let him shoot because they didn't think he was going to make it, and four for four, a hundred percent. He's one of the biggest guys in the NBA right now. Oh
0: yeah, top Come, three. Yeah, biggest coming in at six six. It it says on Google that he's 286 or 284, somewhere around there. But we have some people that are also saying that he could be up to 300 pounds yeah, right now. Yeah, they're
1: skeptical. I, I think he's still 280. I don't think he got too beefy while he was injured. He's a big boy. They are talking about reteaching him how to run part of the rehab, so hopefully he won't get injured anymore. Because that was a lot of the um talk about Zion in the NBA. It was like, oh, he had a huge possibility of getting injured because of his size and because he plays the rebounds, and half the time the rebounds by him, to him, and they just puts it in. But if you fall funny with all that weight coming down on your ankle, that's bad news for him. I mean, you could see it. He was out for like six to eight weeks, way longer than what was originally reported and originally expected.
0: Yep. Um, you know, it's great to talk about basketball, but I'm also excited because, you know, as soon as basketball kind of turns a corner, we also get to report on the cross. And lacrosse is always fun to report on. I watch. I keep up with lacrosse all the time, and I'm pulling up the um, the polls right now for the uh, preseason rankings. Right now, they have Virginia at number one, who won the national championship last year under Lars Tiffany. And I'm very, very happy for Lars Tiffany. There have been plenty of you know seasons where I've seen Virginia kind of fall. And Dom Dom uh, Dom Starga. Sorry. Created a huge legacy at Virginia. I mean, one of the best coaches to ever coach in the sport of lacrosse. And I'm happy to see them at number one. And I'm also happy to see Penn State is also ranked number two. Penn State is another team that in the last four years has just grown as a program yeah. and been monsters. And with, you know, Mac O'Keefe, I mean, kids like that, they, they're going to be doing really well. Um, and then you have Yale ranked number three right now, which is above Maryland. And, you know, I kind of like that as well. Yale has always kind of, sh- you know, striked me as a, as a good good heavy competitive oh, team yeah. I mean, for sure. They were the championship
1: last year against Virginia. Virginia winning its second um, sport championship that year, followed by the basketball championship and then taking the lacrosse championship. Um, I just remember when Maryland, with Matt Rambo. Won that championship. I, I loved Matt Rambo. He's now playing in the PLL for the Whip Snakes. They actually just won the championship. Yeah. So and they
0: actually was all surrounding uh Matt Rambo a little bit. A yeah, lot of people, the MVP. Yeah. So you know Matt Rambo is doing big things, and actually it's fu- it, it's not funny, but he also had allegations against him his sophomore year I- I- at Maryland, and so it's kind of crazy to see like to think about what. Could have happened. I mean, his his whole entire lacrosse career could have been just wiped out from those allegations.
1: Oh yeah. And um,
0: I'm I'm mean, fairly it, certain that it's nothing like actually happened, or there wasn't enough evidence to prove anything. Yeah, I can
1: tell you, Scott. I I don't even remember that as much, but it was be very careful. low key. It was yeah. very low key in so the media. You hope it's one of those. Um, you know, where it's not 100% accurate. Correct. Because I do like to think that if it is serious, they do do necessary things. But, I mean, for these lacrosse players, some of them are targeted, you know. Like, look at the whole Duke lacrosse team controversy a long time ago. I remember looking at the documentary for that because there was a huge 30 for 30
0: on that. Probably one of the biggest things to hit the lacrosse community and put such a negative light on the lacrosse community, and nothing even happened.
1: Yeah, this I mean, girl. it's picked, because the defense attorney was trying to win an election, and he basically told the people that these kids are going to jail.
0: Yeah, like, and this woman that accused them didn't even know the players. Oh, she yeah. got pictures on the screen, and she was just picking. It was basically like picking out of a hat. Yeah,
1: there was no lineup, yes. There was no one on in the lineup that wasn't on the Duke lacrosse team. So, no matter who she picked they were on the Duke lacrosse team and it was just it was a gamble and And you just you feel bad for guys that have to go through stuff like that
0: correct correct and you know that's just something that obviously in the world we live in today even back in the day but now more reported you know now it's it's getting a lot more attention and you got to feel for for those guys and Duke has been a very strong lacrosse program. They're ranked, actually, right under Maryland at number 5. So it's funny that you brought that up. And uh, I had the opportunity to go to the national championship when Duke won it for the second time in a row. And oh, awesome. it was a fantastic uh, national championship run for them. And I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table. I'm always excited to see what teams bring everything to the table right now. Lehigh is in the top twenty this year, as well as University of Massachusetts. Those are wow, two. Wow, UMass. Yeah, two schools that you know. Lehigh, I think, has made in the pol- in the polls a few yeah, times. Yeah, a couple times. But UMass, I would love to see UMass break out and have a, have a record-breaking season. I haven't seen them in the top twenty in, ever. I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, this is just projections, but still, that'd be great. I'm honestly surprised how low they put Penn. Because yeah. Penn had a good season last year, so I mean six isn't that's not crazy low, but I thought they might be above Duke, maybe even Maryland, but that's kind of a push. But Penn yeah. did have an amazing season last year.
0: Well, Maryland's coming in. They got a uh, brand new um, recruit right now in um, in, um, in 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 this guy who's from Riverside High School, uh, very talented. Um, and his brother actually played at Maryland. Uh shout out uh you know, Danny Moltz. That's that's who's coming in for for, Mar- for Maryland right now. That's yep. gonna be a big pickup alongside with uh Wisnowskis. Logan Wisnowskis, huge top player. He went to Salisbury, or. Er- excuse me, not Salisbury, he went to Syracuse, very sorry, he went to Syracuse and he ended up transferring to Maryland and he's been a huge pickup for the University of Maryland as far as the lacrosse program goes.
1: That's awesome. I actually uh, lifeguarded someone, Oakland Mills High School, we played summer league together and we played in high school together um, against him in both. But he's playing at Ohio State. He's a junior, so hopefully now he might be starting to get some playing time. Evan Riss Longpole. Yeah. They uh they drafted him when he was a sophomore in high school. And at that point he was he was kinda small. I was surprised. But I mean they called it right. That kid that kid grew. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I'd love to see him on the field, just someone I've played with personally before. So it'd be great if he got a shot at um I'd given the games a few starts, you know? Yeah,
0: and especially Ohio State, talking about them, they also picked up freshman Mitchell Pelkey, who also went to school with Danny Moltz, And they were just, I mean, they just tore it up over at Riverside High School. They won the national championship. And, you know, the reason why I talk about Riverside High School is because it's right, it's in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is very close to where we are at school. And they just, like, recent, not recently, but, like, pretty recent became, like, a high school. And it's going to be very interesting to see if, Pel- if Pelkey gets some decent playing time as well. And then you have the sophomore return of Joey Epstein over at, yep. at Hopkins, mm-hmm. who had a
1: fantastic
0: season at Hopkins yes. last year for Amazing. his freshman year.
1: Um, actually, I will be going to a bunch of Hopkins games because uh, my girlfriend has season tickets to Hopkins games. So their first game is at home against Towson. Which I'm excited to see how Towson's. That's gonna be that's gonna be going. a big game. They're not ranked, but Towson has been staying quite steady these past couple years, especially in the beginning of the season. It's just coming out of the gate strong and looking yeah.
0: Towson actually is ranked. They're ranked seventeen in the top twenty. Uh but Hopkins is ranked eleven. So it's gonna be very interesting. And Johns Hopkins is gonna be working with uh senior attackman, Cole Williams. Huge, huge force. He's a huge guy, I keep saying huge emphasis on huge because he's ginormous and I actually got the chance to play we played for the same club affiliation Looney's lacrosse club out of uh, like Maryland and um I mean I played against this guy and this guy towers over me, but he also towers over a lot of people in in the lacrosse world as far as division one goes so it's going to be interesting to see his senior campaign as well.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, and especially with the growth of the PLL, this gives these kids an actual opportunity after college, something to really drive for while playing in college. Um something that pays well, something that's broadcasted on NBC, and something that's forever growing. They just got a new club, um the PLL Water Dogs. Yeah, they just yeah, they just came up with that. You know, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see how they go, um how they play. I've really liked following the PLL. You see a lot of the old guys from college really just getting a chance to shine in this league so that won't be back until the summer i think about four months from now but we'll have college across up until then which i'm absolutely excited for and some of these guys once they graduate especially these seniors they're going straight into the plo
0: yeah and i also want to shout out uh the naia's uh top poll right now uh they have um you know, Reinhardt at number one. I don't know too much about the NIA. But I, or the NAIA. However, I do have uh, one of my neighbors uh, is at Indiana Tech. They're ranked number two preseason right now, and they are a very new program. So it's going to be interesting to see what these new programs have in store. And of course, somebody that uh, was recruiting me at one point, Missouri Valley College, is ranked in the top 10 there as well. So it's going to be very interesting to pay attention to that, too. And I love watching MCLA teams like Arizona State, Grand Canyon University have been. Uh, you know, significant teams that are playing uh, high levels of competition that could go D1 if they weren't in the MCLA. And they are D1 in the MCLA, but MCLA is obviously different from NCAA. So it's going to be very interesting to see what those teams have uh, in store. And I'm, like I said, very excited. Both lacrosse guys, you and I, so it's going to yeah. be very awesome to, uh, you know, report on the scores and the different things in the lacrosse world. but Yeah, Definitely. For sure, NBA and right now to give a little bit of a Capitals update, they <clears throat> the last time I checked, let's see what we got here.
1: Um, like, you know, the NBA is great and everything, but honestly, they play so many games in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it's like really baseball. get yeah, it doesn't really get down to it until you get to close to the playoffs, and that's when it's just fun. NBA, you can look back on their entire season, see how they've done, see how they've played. And really just kind of tear it apart but yeah they just play it so many games Um are star players obviously there's big news uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date on anything big that happens anything that's coming around there but yes yeah, Scott I agree with you I'm super excited for the college across season startup
0: yeah and we got we definitely uh, can hit more on uh, the Capitals the Capitals right now having a, a, an amazing season obviously um, Stanley Cup uh, you know champions very recently and they're right now playing the Predators they're actually down three to one after the first period and it's now tied up three to three so it's very interesting the Capitals record right now is 34 34-11, and 11 and 34 11 and five That still to me is a very
1: great record right now oh yeah I mean the Caps they always get so close to the Stanley Cup so close, and they can almost never, ironically, no pun intended, capitalize yeah. on their opportunity, except for um, a couple of years ago when they finally got that victory. So it'd be great to see them do that again, but you honestly, you never really know. When they have a chance, and they always have a chance every year, and some team just blows them out, yeah,
0: and, you know, they got their opportunity. They won their, their Stanley Cup, which I'm very happy about for Alexander Ovechkin, who right now in this current game has two of their three goals. So he's a big contender, obviously, sure in the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all you hear about with Capitals is Alexander Ovechkin. And, of course, you got to give shout-outs to uh, Backstrom, um, as well as TJ Oshie, and the other person that has, the, the other player that has uh, another you know goal in this game is um, it looks like Richard Panic as well as Carl uh, Hagelin. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty big news, and hopefully the Capitals will come out with the win. A few weeks ago, I was watching their game. Uh, I don't exactly remember who they were playing, but they they won in overtime. They're they're a highly competitive hockey team for sure.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, the bar Bushwallers downtown Frederick. They are. They always have the Caps games on, and there's always people there watching it. So, it's just an exciting atmosphere. I mean, people love their Caps, especially from being around this area.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I I think that we're going to have an interesting... uh, This is is the second season for the Entertainment Hub, and we're here to report everything as far as sports-related news goes, as well as just different entertainment aspects of the world. uh, When it pops up and I'm really happy that you know we're on the start of the second season yep it's exciting it is exciting I couldn't ask for anything better and next week we're gonna have the Super Bowl to talk about and we're gonna have more cap stuff more NBA stuff for sure hopefully more stuff on Zion I love watching him play and you know lacrosse season doesn't start for a little while but it's gonna be very interesting to see you know what goes on with the NBA and the Super Bowl this
1: weekend I think uh, February 8th is the first game of college lacrosse, which is actually my mom's birthday. So maybe I'll, for a present, we'll go to a lacrosse game. Absolutely. (laughs) Got to
0: get her the best entertainment for sure. Uh, But signing off, it was great having everybody listen. It's great going on season two. I'm Scott Kiwi. Uh, I'm Nigel Strickland. And we hope to see you next time Uh, tuning in to the Entertainment Hub. Thank you.